This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Hour three is upon us. Chris Westfall joining us now, as I said he would be earlier. And as a, a book, of course, a recession-proof perspective, Easier shares 60 insights into resilience. And Easier is the book. Chris, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, John. No, I appreciate it very much. And uh, and I told everybody, you know, you, you basically... You know, give readers 60 ways to open their eyes and minds to a world of possibilities, even during life's greatest challenges. And by the way, that doesn't just mean economic challenges. It can be any kind of challenge, right? You bet it. Be relationship, work-related. I mean, listen, life, life isn't easy, no matter, no matter where we are in our life. It's not easy. But there's a way we can show up that makes life easier, and, and that's really at the heart and soul of this book. If life, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but if life is easy, then it's it's a life, number one, I've never known, and, and I'm guessing that that's a very, very weak individual if it is, in fact, an easy life, because the reality is tough times make us tougher. True, and anybody who's looking to cut corners is uh, probably going to be somebody that you're target on your show, because, you know, this isn't a book about shortcuts. It's about how do you show up when life is difficult, when life is challenging, when your career isn't going the way that you yeah. want it to? And there's, you know, John, there's a lot of frustration out there. There is. There's a lot of people who are frustrated in their job. A lot of people, you know, they're looking at this quiet quitting thing, and maybe right. they're actually quitting. They're making that position. They're, they're in the midst of, of change. How do you navigate that? Well, this, this book, it, it, it shows through observation, not instruction, observation, and, and you take the journey as you see what what these individuals in the story go through so that you can you can draw your own conclusions and find your own path. It's not preachy, it's not teachy, but it's, there are some profound lessons in the book, if I do say so myself. So what you're really telling me is there's some really practical things in there, not to preach at me, but if I want to take those practical life lessons, I can apply them. Exactly. Because here's the thing, John. Think about it. Like, like if I know the history of Boston since 1871 up till yesterday, that's not going to help me if I'm about contact sport. And and I think, you know, information is important. But like you, I think we've got we have too much information. And it's how do we cut through the noise? How do we find uh, our path? And how do we how do we find positivity? Not in a way that's that's some message of sunshine and peppermint, mm-hmm. but that that shows us where it's really coming from and, and the resources that are all around us, uh, the, the forces that are that are making waves hit the shore and turning acorns into oak trees, 
are the same forces that are that are at work inside of each of us. Right. I and was, you know, seeing that is really important. I think. It, no, it really is. No, I, I was asked. I did an interview on another program earlier this week, and kind of along these same lines. You know, how how did I get to where I'm at today? And you know, life always throws mm-hmm. different challenges out. And I've you know I've I've kind of seen it all, Chris, over the years, just like a lot of other people have. I mean, I've been, you know, not maybe destitute, but I've, I've been pretty broke and, you know, working to get a business mm-hmm. dug out that, you know, frankly, I had no idea what to do and how to run, but somehow dug out of it and made it all work. And, and I was asked the question this week, you know, when you know things are really tough, the creditor's going to be calling that day, the minute you hit, you know, the, the office and so on, you know, how do you get up and keep going day after day? And frankly, Chris, I had a hard time answering that. I mean, to me, what other choice is there? You just get up and keep doing it. Cause I don't know any other, I don't know any other way. You just do it. Yeah. And you step forward. One step at a time. I tell you the thing that, I'm, and I my back up against the wall more than more than one occasion. Uh, one of the things that has been really useful to me is to know that you don't have to go it alone. True. And to be able to take counsel and and to be able to even even if it's just to have somebody else say, "Hey, I've been there. Uh, it's not easy. I've done it. You can do it too." True. And through 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 other stories, we we find our own path and we find. A resilience. I mean, I, I could tell you after story of things in my life that I said, you know, this is impossible. I can't. I can't climb out of this hole. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. But you know, it's. It, I'm reminded of the words of Nelson Mandela. He said, "It seems impossible until it's done." Yeah. And sometimes when we just when we just take action, yep. and we realize that we don't have to go it alone. Well, that's right. Things can get easier. Been there, done mm-hmm. that. And by the way, folks, when when Chris says you don't have to go it alone. It, it could be, and I know a lot of folks listening are Christians, so they've got a, you know, a belief in, in, you know, almighty God, a lot don't. There's a lot of folks mm-hmm. out there, Chris listening that have a belief in, you know, whatever. And, and, you know, honestly, I, I personally, you know, I would prefer you do it that way, but I also, know there's a lot of folks out there that don't, that they believe in other things and that's okay as well. But what I'm getting at is, mm-hmm. is at least for me, Chris, there were other things even beyond that where you knew you were in this together. And I'll be honest, sometimes it was even just my customers where they, you know, they wanted you to succeed. They wanted you to be there tomorrow to help them and assist them. So my point is, it's not always even that that you're in it together with. It's tangible individuals that you can talk to on a daily basis that are there with you. You know, I get it. They're not irking it out the same way you are, but they are there to cheer you on. Indeed. And being able to see, and, and this is one of the themes in the book that is, is discussed, being able to see that the universe has your back. And, and that's something that, that, that it's easier. It's, you know, it's the story of a, of a coach and a client, and the client wants to leave his job. And he, he wants to maybe see if entrepreneurship is the right way to go, or maybe he just needs to try harder at what he's doing. Little does he know that in five days he's about to be fired. Mm. So he loses his job, and, and easier becomes it's kind of a resurrection story. It's, it's sort of a life-after-career-death story. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that the coach says to the client is, what if the universe has your back? And the client says, I feel like the universe just stabbed me in the back. And I think for people of faith, um, whatever your faith might be, as you were saying, whatever your faith might be, to be able to see uh, the perfection in a birds or or in the mountains. Uh, it's easy to see that kind of perfection. We don't see the perfection inside of our design. I'm not saying people are perfect. I mean, I am perfect. Right. But there, there, there is a. I'm just going to say there's a force that that has created inside of us a resourcefulness, 
are resilient. We all know that. We all understand that. It's a matter of faith. And, and I agree. I agree. I think, I think um, personally, I believe it's how we were made. It's something intrinsic to human nature. I also know that if we're not careful, it's also intrinsic in, in, in some humans. I think all of us, even if we're not careful, can get lazy. We can try to pass blame. We can try to, you know, not say even the things that you just said a moment ago and really say, yeah, uh, you know, somebody, the universe, whoever just stabbed me in the back. And you tend to look at things differently that way. And, and I think all of us can get in that I say all of us, Chris, myself included, if I don't keep yeah, keep check on that on a regular basis, uh, even some of those naysayers that are out there, because, by the way, those guys exist as well. I don't care how successful, Chris, you get, you, I, anybody else, oh, right. those naysayers are mm-hmm. always going to be there. And, you know, there's also this, at least for me, you have to listen to them, but not be so judgmental upon yourself. Because, again, everybody judges differently for different reasons. In fact, sometimes they might be judging because they don't want to judge themselves. So you almost have to be a little bit thick-skinned as well and realize to take criticism when it's due, but then also shrug it off when it's not due. So true. And, and, and just asking yourself a simple question, what is the kindest thing, the kindest thing that I can do for myself right now. Mm. And sometimes it is taking action on what you've been told, what it is that you know you need to do to, to correct, to take the action that is necessary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the kindest thing that you can do, sometimes the, the, the grace that you can give yourself mm, good point. Is, is knowing what to ignore. Good point. Good point. Knowing what to ignore. And that's, and that's not turning your back on someone. That's turning your face towards, towards light and towards that kindness. Because one of the things that I've, I've experienced in my life and, and believe me, I, I wrote a book called Easier, but I got a PhD in making things difficult. <laughs> and I, uh, you and I both. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm quick to punish myself. You know, yeah. I'm quick to. And, and and what has been a transformation for me from the coaching that I received, and I pass it on to my clients as a coach, is is to find some compassion. Mm-hmm. And especially in, in these, these difficult economic times and the challenges that we are facing, uh, you know, the saying is, "You will never regret being kind." That's right. And I think that the kindness, yeah. kindness has to start with ourselves and to, to understand that, you know, we, we make choices in life. And, and to sit and beat ourselves up over a choice that we made six months ago or six years ago, right. you know, yeah. we were just doing the best we could with the information we had at the time. Yeah. Great and point. they say that hindsight is twenty twenty, but I say hindsight can really sting yeah. because, we, we, you know, it's what we didn't know then that we do know now. It's, it's not about trying to retrace our steps if you want things to become easier. It's about understanding that we all have the power to create our future. Yeah. And even, even a future in the midst of difficult economic times and all the challenges that everybody's facing, there's a way to show up mm. that makes things easier. And that possibility always exists. I'm not, I'm not trying to be motivational here. I'm saying it, it's like this, John. If I said to you, how many possibilities exist inside of this conversation? Sure. You'd say, well, it's, it's infinite. We could talk about infinite. infinite. Yeah. Yeah, keep going. It's yeah. Infinite. yeah. That's right. And and so, but when, when times get tough, why is it that it looks like that there's mm. only one way forward? That's a great point. And, and that's when things get really difficult. You can, you can notice that. And, and, if, and if you're at a place where you're like, look, there's only one way out of this, there's only one, my, my, the words I would share with you are zoom out. Because other possibilities, no matter what you're up against, mm-hmm. even if even if the, the only possibility is for you to change attitude and to change your approach, because what you did yesterday is not what you have to do today. It is it is not it is not 
to repeat the patterns of the past. Everyone has the ability to change. Everyone has the ability to access big thought and a new way of approaching things. That possibility, again, this is not sunshine and peppermint, and it's not even a belief. We all know that possibilities always exist. It's just a matter of finding them. How do they get easier, Chris? How do they get the book? Well, wherever books are sold, <laughs> Amazon, and if, if you wanted to check out the yeah, book's website, you know, videos and a little bit about what's inside the story, easier-book.com. All right. Chris, it's a joy having you. You are welcome anytime. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, so Great to speak. You're very welcome, Chris. Appreciate it very much. Great guy. Enjoy talking to him very much. And again, the book is easier we'll have again we'll have that up on our website uh later this evening as well producer and does a great job of making all that happen for us gino's auto services next and again much like maintaining your life which we talk about a lot you got to maintain your vehicle as well your house everything you own has to be maintained your car especially in a lot of cases all cases it's our lifeblood it what gets it's what gets us from a to b it's how we take care of our families and all the different things that go on and very very few people that i know in fact i don't know anybody that doesn't own a vehicle. It's how we get from A to B. It's our basic mode of transportation. Take care of that. Go to Geno's Auto Service. That's Geno's with a J. Geno'sAutoService.com, 303-794-6700. Geno's is having a sale on all Napa air, oil, and cabin filters. One of the best things you can do for your vehicle is to have the oil changed at your recommended service intervals. Napa high-performance filters can increase power and help with fuel economy. Does your vehicle's air conditioner put out a musty or mildew-like smell? Cabin filter contaminants can cause allergies and compromise airflow volume. Geno's evaporator cleaning and a new Napa cabin filter will take care of that. By replacing your cabin filter, you will be restoring efficiency and clean air in your vehicle. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We are AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Take care of your car and save on Napa filters. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Genos with a J. Veteran Windows, don't forget right now Dave's got a deal 25% off for all KLZ listeners through the month of September. So you still got a few weeks left to take care of that. 303-529-0720. Dave Bancroft, owner of Veteran Windows and Doors, is so confident in his quality, service, and fair prices that he challenges you to find three quotes from the competitors that even come close. Dave doesn't just go above and beyond your expectations. He does it all at up to half the cost. Veteran Windows and Doors is founded on the Marine Corps ideals of integrity, knowledge, and dependability, and Dave practices these principles in every deal he makes. That's why Veteran Windows and Doors prioritizes giving you the information you need to feel confident in your decision. Like their lifetime warranty on your purchase, they also offer a five-year installation guarantee and ensure that your energy efficiency ratings exceed the required code standards. Pay up to half the cost when you work with Veteran Windows and Doors. See the savings for yourself with a comparison quote. Now, for the month of September only, get 25% off when you mention KLZ Radio. Call Dave at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or visit klzradio.com slash windows. All right, Group Insurance Analysts is next, and they will take care of whatever insurance need you have from business to home to auto 
to uh, health even. You name it, they can take care of it. 303-423-0162. Don't forget, it's e-gia.com. Finding insurance can be confusing, and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars out of your pocket. You need an independent insurance broker to help you find the best coverage that fits your needs and at the very best premium. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance, and his team of independent insurance specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local, hands-on service you don't get with a call center or going online. Whether it is your home, auto, Medicare, life, ACA, health, or business insurance, GIA has got you covered. They have been doing this as independent brokers since 1984. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Don't make this another missed opportunity. Stop spinning your wheels by working yourself to death while just trying to keep your business from sinking. Stop ignoring your options and take help from John Rush. He doesn't want to work with you to see your business just survive. With a free 30-minute consultation, John will give you an overview of how you can make your business thrive, even through something like a recession. You know you've been looking the other way and that you needed help a long time ago. John isn't here to judge you. He's here to help you succeed. Get off dead center and choose more for your business and for yourself. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. Again, that's john at rushtoreason.com. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we have uh, Dan from Blackhawk on the line now. Dan, welcome. How are you? Hey, pretty good. Hey, that uh, last uh, guest was pretty good. Reminded me of a quote that uh, Chuck, Chuck Swindoll said. And what he said was, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you yep. react to what That's happens right. to you. Yep, you're correct. So, and that was good. Good and words then, of wisdom um, from him, by the way. Yeah, and so you have people that are, their outlook on life is either optimistic or pessimistic, hmm. and and change is inevitable. That's the one constant in life, that things are always going to change. So it's whether you embrace it and look forward to it or if you're fearful of it. Mm-hmm. So and it's it's hard not to some people it's, it's hard for some people to not be fearful of it. I was uh, listening to uh, Focus on the Family earlier this morning. They had a psychologist on, and the younger generation has uh, not a positive outlook on their future. Mm. Uh, they're wor- they're worried about the future, and it has you know a lot of it has to do with the the pandemic that has occurred. And that, and then of course the mantra of that the world's going to end in 20 years if we don't do something now. Right. So they all have an attitude instead of like, okay, what's going on? What 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 data do we have, and what can we do to? I'm not saying that it's going to end, but instead of like, oh, it's going to end, we have nothing to do. It's taking the attitude, what can we do? And you know, and I don't think it's political. I think 
somebody's just got to think of a way to to help um, you know alternative fuel sources besides EVs and and uh, and fossil fuels. There's got to be other means out there. So instead of being negative about it, you should be thinking, what can we do to Agreed. change it? Agree. And, and I th- I think that's one of the things that uh, not one of the things. It's it's why I'm so against government forced change. Because, Dan, anytime you just have an entity like the government, which I know is us, but you guys all know what I mean, when you've got the powers that be trying to shove down the citizens' throats, the changes that they want, it it just, it never ends well, Dan. It's just not how things work. And if we, though, do it off of innovation and we incentivize innovation and we reward innovation like we've always done, and by the way, we're stopping that. We're not doing as much of that as we once did. We're, we're, you know, I have interviews with the folks from the, you know, the patent world all the time to where, you know, big business and, and big tech even is stealing and, and just killing the way the patents have always worked in this country. We're, we're, de- we're de-incentivizing individuals to think and get patents and come up with new ideas. And I'm afraid, Dan, that the more of that we do, the less of what you just said we're going to get. Yeah. We won't get it. It yeah. won't happen. And going back to your government thing, I, I know you know, probably remember this. A couple of weeks ago, California voted to ban the sales of, uh, of uh, combustion. Yeah, 2035. Cars. Actually, there's like yeah. seven or eight other states that are going to join forces, Colorado being one of them, and they're liable right. all to be there by 2035. And then it wasn't a week later, they had that heat, heat wave come yep. through. And they told people not to charge their electric vehicles. <laughs> right. That makes no sense. I mean, that's just so – again, that is – to your point I, earlier, and, and you, you, you give you credit where credit's due, you're right. We, we, and I've always felt, like I said this on Drive Radio years ago before even the push for EVs came along, and that is eventually the daily need for oil like we have today – will not be there. Now, we're always going to need it. We're going to need it to produce even the things that are the alternative to that. But eventually, I believe that oil will just become such a commodity, and there'll be so much of it, and there'll be so little demand because we have other things that come along in its place that it just won't be a big deal, and a lot of this fixes itself anyways. Not saying anything bad against oil that I don't believe in. You guys all know me. I, I, I am all for it and using it any way we can, especially now, because we really don't have any other good Alternative, But, Dan, I also know that if we allow freedom to exist and freedom to prosper and innovation to prosper, and we allow those things and incentivize them even, we don't have to worry about some of these things. It fixes itself. The problem is we're not doing that. Yeah. I remember when I was a little kid, and I grew up in Denver like you did. Remember our brown cloud that we had? Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, for so the, I, I read something the other day on Nextdoor, real quick, Dan. I read something the other day on Nextdoor where folks were worried about some of the developments coming in and this, that, and the other, and how bad our pollution is and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, well, you didn't grow up in the same era I did because it was way worse back in the 70s than it is now. Yeah, and so my thought was when I was a kid, and, and this is what I'm talking about, I wish I could have invented something or I was, I was thinking I could invent something to filter the air to get the pollution out of the air. Right. <laughs> Instead of being negative, I was like, how can we, how can we make this better? <laughs> and you know what, Dan? Through a lot of the things you and I just mentioned, 
And, and by the way, it wasn't because of government intervention or, or government mandates. It's just because people want to do things more efficiently. Businesses want to be more efficient. The car world got better. And, and yeah, we learned a lot through all of those the, those times, if you would. But, but in all of that, we have cleaner air now than we ever had when you and I were a kid, and we have three times the population. Yeah. And like your guest said, they're only looking at the quote-unquote problem with one solution instead of saying what are different solutions and what's the opportunities we have to to correct whatever, you know, the, the greenhouse, the, the greenies are all worried about. They're only looking at one solution, and that's that may not be the best solution. It, it, there may be a solution out there that, like you said, if we allowed innovation and and the intuitiveness that we have or have had as a nation, we, who's to say that somebody can't come up with something that's way, way better than what we have right, right. now? Right. Great point. Great point. And, yeah. uh, and, I, and I agree. And, and what we have to do, though, to get there, like I said earlier, we have to incentivize that or we're not going to get there. And that is one thing, Dan, we're not – in fact, right now we're killing any kind of an incentive because we're so heavy in subsidizing – not incentivizing, but subsidizing some of the current things we have. It's no wonder we're not yeah. any further along. Windmills is a great example of that. Yep. Great point. Those things are inefficient, and they're not cost-effective, but yet we've got them all over the state, and every state has them. And it's not it, – it, there's no way it's ever going to replace what we have for uh, current energy with coal fire plants or uh, natural gas-fired plants. Right. Um, it cannot produce the energy that that those can. So instead of relying on those to try to replace our electrical needs, we need to figure out a different way. Where can we get it? I know nobody wants to talk about nuclear energy, but no. that's one alternative. Store. It is. It is. So I mean, and some of these small powered, have, you know, nuclear yeah. plants like John up and Cheyenne was talking about yesterday. I mean, there's some real there there's some real answers right there the problem is the greenies won't let that happen dan it's just ridiculous yeah. they're dumb as rocks i mean the navy my son's in the navy well where do they run those ships that's with? right and that's it's right. a key size thing that runs that ship for i mean during world war ii if you remember they had to stop and fuel up if they had nuclear energy back then they could have been out sea forever that's right you know that's right so anyways Yep, you're right. Spot on. Dan, as always, appreciate it, man. You're, you're good. Thanks for the article you sent me earlier today as well. I do appreciate that also. Extreme Auto Repair folks coming up next. They want to take care of you and your vehicle. And again, as I said earlier, it is the key mode of transportation that we have, especially here in the West. Make sure that you take care of it so it can take care of you. Extreme Auto Repair, 303-841-1071. Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free so you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promises kept. 
Absolute electrical heating and air. They want to take care of your, your house, you, make sure that you're comfortable and that everything works properly no matter what condition you end up having happen to you. Rain, sleet, snow, you get it. They want to take care of you. 720-526-0231. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Find them also at klzradio.com. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a quiet, cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings. You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet, cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet, cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new Quiet Cool, are the most energy efficient way to cool your home. With the energy savings from your Quiet Cool installation done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. High Five Plumbing, where they have a great apprenticeship program, but they'll also help you with any plumbing need you have in your home, whatever that is, by the way. It could be an upgrade or it could be just keeping the maintenance of what you have going. You name it, they can take care of you. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Experts need physical eyes on the problem, but you'd like to know how much it's going to cost before you commit to one plumber, especially when it's a big fix. High Five Plumbing gives you FaceTime digitally with High Five Live, because to give you an honest quote, Ethical plumbers need to see the problem. With High Five Live, you get the real price without waiting around all day. Your session tells you what needs to be done faster than seeing an in-person plumber. That way, you get the chance to talk to a master plumber before they dispatch anyone to your location. Get your estimate while avoiding any unnecessary wait times and substantial dispatch fees. For a limited time, KLZ listeners get a free tub of pipe clearing BioClean with the completion of any service. Schedule your appointment service fee-free by mentioning KLZ through High Five at HighFivePlumbing.com for an estimate from a real plumber. That's HighFivePlumbing.com. You can also call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Scott Garlis joining us now from Stansbury Research. Scott, how are you this fine? Well, is it a fine week or not? I don't know. It hasn't been so great for you guys on Wall Street. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, I'm doing well today, thanks for asking. But, uh, yeah, it's been a topsy-turvy week. Been a rough week. Okay, so what's the – and, again, we've seen all sorts of things happen this week. We had the White House singing and dancing on the day that the market really – had probably one of its worst performances in quite some time, which means they're tone deaf. But outside of that, what is you know what's the sentiment on the street as to what's going on right now? Yeah, um, I mean, so it all really started with the uh, the consumer price index inflation print on Tuesday. Um, the number declined versus what we saw last month and the, the number we saw in June, but it didn't decline as much as a lot of people were looking for. Um, 
you know, and the worry is that that means the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates by another uh, 0.075%, uh, three-quarters of a point, next week. And, you know, they might even signal that they're going to be more aggressive on rate hikes going forward. So, you know, uh, people are increasingly worried. You know, one of the things we've talked about a lot is what does that mean for the economy? And, right. You know, that that keeps hurting people's spending power. Correct. So, at, at some point, you know, if you keep raising interest rates indefinitely, uh, the economy is really going to fall apart. And so they're worried that a worse, even worse slowdown can happen. Now. Which, how do I say With this? That? Is that what the Fed really wants or... I, I'm confused. I, I'm trying to figure out what these guys really. I mean, I know they're trying to battle inflation. And I get it, and they're trying to make sure they get it slowed down and under control. Because if not, it's run away, and that's not good for a country. On the same token, neither is a lot of people out of work because businesses have shut down because things have gotten so bad. People aren't spending money any longer. I mean, somewhere there's a balance there, and I just don't, Scott. I don't know if these guys know what the balance is. Well, I'm going to have to agree. Um, they don't seem to be looking at the numbers of like people that have dropped out of the workforce. Right. Um, there are there are a lot of retirees that were still working that left because of sickness, whatever. They they were just burned out on a lot of the stuff. Um, some people because of COVID just decided to forget it, and then we have people that you know, just got handouts and, and walked away because. Well, and, and the other the, the other part too, which this is something I just don't think government in general wants to admit. There's also a certain amount of people, you and I have talked about this, but I keep bringing it up because, again, I don't think it's something the Fed understands. We had 8 million new homeschool families last year. Not homeschoolers, but homeschool families. And my my gut feeling is, Scott, that there's a very large percentage of them that figured out what all of the expenses were, how their household was running, and so on, and they realized that, wait a minute, for what we're spending on before school care, after school care, whatever the case may be, at the end of the day, whoever the other person is that's working for all of that, why don't we just homeschool, not do that? We get our kids a better education. We have a little more fun. Yeah, we're going to have to cut a few things back that we would have done you know, otherwise, but really, at the end of the day, we're going to be fine financially. So that person left the workforce and quite frankly, depending upon how things go down the road, might never be back. And if they are, it's going to be at least a dozen years before they are. Well, that, that's completely right. I mean, one of the other things that, that I see that's going on there, too, is you know, those people might be looking at a message that's being pushed in the public school system on their children. And Correct. It might not be the message that they want. That's I right. Mean, some, of the, some of the things we're seeing the public schools pull out of the curriculum or changes they're making to the curriculum – you know, it's not what everybody agrees with. So I respect that. And they might feel like, you know, my children are going to get the, the more wholesome or whatever kind of upbringing I want them to get Right. by me overseeing right. more of what's going on. I mean, I mean in a way, Scott, it's almost like we've shifted back to where families were in the 50s and even early 60s before, you know, quote unquote, mom went to work. And you know, again, I'm not trying to stereotype anything. It's just the way it was. Mom went to work back in those days. Yeah. And a lot of us grew up with two parents that worked. I know there were some out there that didn't, but a lot of us grew up with two parents that worked. It's almost like we've had this shift now back to a one-parent working family, which, by the way, I'm not against any way, shape, or form. If you as a family can do that and it works for you, so be it. And I think what's happened is some families have figured out how to do that 
And, and the feds aren't looking at that. They're looking for these big jobless claims to keep increasing. And the reality, Scott, is I just don't see that happening no matter what those guys do. Yeah, so, so to, to go back to the, the original question, uh, yes, the Fed is trying to slow the economy. And Jerome Powell said that. He has said we want to see below-trend growth. Uh, what that means most likely is in the 10 years prior to the pandemic, we had 2.3% average GDP growth. And what he's saying is, you know, last year we had 57 because of all the, you know, crazy stimulus money that was thrown at the mm-hmm. economy. Um, so that was way more than it should have been. And now he's saying they want it to be well below that to bring it back, sort of to even it out and bring it back in line. Um, but, yes, yeah, so one of the things they're looking at is, Something like they want to see more people unemployed, um, and they want to see the supply of workers go up to, versus where it is now. But exactly to the, the things you're talking about, if people have permanently left, left the workforce, for a lot of those reasons, those numbers are never going to be material. They're not going to change. If they stay checked no. out. They're, they're not. And so the unemployment rate is going to stay suppressed. I and think so, too. I mean, I, I think because we still have, and I realize that there's – Industries where there are open jobs to where there's just not enough people to fill them no matter what. And I, and I get that there's almost we, – we've entered into this day and age, Scott, to where there's these different microcosms of the workforce even to where, you know, while one industry might not be doing so well, another industry is. And it's no, it's no longer just a blanket statement. We have X amount of, yeah. of, of workers, you know, of, of open jobs or X amount of unemployment or whatever. I, and I think that's something that – I know the guys at the Fed are very, very smart, but I would love to, if I could ever just sit down and have a conversation with the, with those guys to ask them some of these questions, I would love it because I'm not sure they really understand fully what you and I are talking about because they just don't live in this world. Well, you know, some of the smartest guys I ever came across in high school and college uh, were book smart like crazy. You know, if you throw them out on the street corner, they, they just—they don't have street smarts. Right. And it's—it's nothing—it's nothing against them, but they, you know, sometimes they just—they they can't see things for what they are. Then they you know, it, it's theory versus practice, right? Right. Um, the theory, theory's great, but it can be a whole lot different when you're out there in the real world practicing things. Um, oh. And so sometimes this, this is what you wind up with with academics that wind up with kind of like well. I, I kind of feel that's where we're at. I mean, I, I think you're spot on. I think we're at a yeah. point where we've got a lot of folks that are very book smart. They're looking at certain indicators, certain things yeah. happening on Wall Street, certain things happening with the job market and so on. The fact is they don't really understand some of the things you and I just said. And in turn, because they don't know that, I, re- I really do feel like we're at a point where they could really, really, really screw up by having far too much interest rate to the point where it just stifles everything and what I thought initially, we were just going to have sort of this this uh, long run, not so deep of a recession. Uh, the more these guys keep working at it, though, Scott, I, I'm almost going to change my position on that and say, you know, I think we're in for a long haul, long haul, and a lot deeper recession because these knuckleheads don't know when to stop. That, that's correct. Yes, if they if they keep pushing because they, they're not getting the numbers they want, that's I, I think. You, and I don't think they're going right. to ever get the numbers they want. That's my fear, and and I hope I'm wrong. I really do, Scott, but I don't think yeah. I am. No, and, and I, I think part of the problem we're looking at too is with job openings, companies are still trying to run or, or look at their businesses off of inflated demand that was created from fake stimulus. I I like to call it fake demand. 
because it, it happened for a year and change, and it's starting to dry up, and it's not coming back. And so like, look at Walmart and Target and some of these electronics retailers. I mean, they're talking about being stuck with a lot of supply all of a sudden because they're still buying things based on what they saw during the COVID pandemic right. and the levels of demand. Well, people weren't going on vacation. They weren't traveling anywhere. They had a bunch of extra money to spend on goods and not on services. And now we're starting to see this shift more toward services and away from goods. And so, yeah, you know, it's when you're a manufacturer and you're, you're getting orders based on demand that, that it was two years ago still, or right. run rate that happened over the last couple of years, of course you're not going to be able to keep up. You know, the interesting thing about that to me is we're starting to see the prices that manufacturers are paying for raw materials are starting to drop because new orders and other things are, are starting mm. to drop as well. So that should have a positive effect on what the feds look at. Am I correct? It should. And what we should also start to see as a result of that is we should start to see inventories go back up, mm-hmm. which longer term that will kill demand for raw materials even more because as inventories rise, you know, then you don't need to build as many things. So then you don't have as many job openings. And, but again, to all the things you're talking about, this takes time to work its way through the cycle. It took us 26 months to get from where we were in 2020 to inflation hitting the recent peak in true, June. True. That's, you know, if you go back to the 70s, you saw a similar cycle happen where it took 30 months. Um, but it, it's going to take... Like 12 months for that to work its way back down and work out of the system. So they need to be very careful that they don't, in a short period of time, go too far. And then because there's such a lag effect, you know, like an 8 to 10 month yep. lag effect yep. and stuff, that they all of a sudden they're like, oh no, <laughs> yep. made a big mistake. That's, but, you know, once that mistake hop happens, that takes real time to reverse because that does serious damage to people's economic psyche. Sure does. Sure does. No, and I, I think, by the way, you're spot on. I think everything you just said is is 100% correct and then some. And I, I think if I were the Fed chair, I'm not saying they shouldn't have raised interest rates. You and I both talked about it. They had to. They had no choice. In fact, there's no yeah. tool in the toolbox if things get rough again to make adjustments. So they had no choice but to raise it. But if I were them, I would not be making adjustments every month or two like they've been doing. I think at this point they're sitting at two and a quarter, two and a half, as the Fed fund rate is concerned. If I if I were them, I think you wait until the first quarter of next year to make any other adjustments. But that's not what they're going to do. No, that's not. I mean, next week again, they're probably going to hike by another three quarters of a point. Um, you know, at a minimum, I think they're going to go by uh, half a point. So you're. By next week, you're probably looking at a federal funds rate of three to three and a quarter percent. Right. And they're probably going to tell you we're, we're looking to go to four percent by the end. Which, again, um, I think that's, that, are, I mean, if you think about it, that's going from a little over zero to four in a year. So the, the, the governor that, uh, the regional federal bank president that I believe represents your district is Esther George in Kansas City. And she has notably been a hawk the entire time she's been in that role. She's one of the few Fed governors that has expressed concern that the Fed's going to over overreach its bounds and it's going to go too far with this based on the way they're currently going. Hmm. I mean, she's worried about inflation, but she is... All, and that was, you know, I, I found that interesting from Esther George again because hmm. 
you know, what a lot of people in the past have pushed for easing rates, she's constantly saying, no, 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 let's, we, need to be, we need to keep things tight and get tighter. And uh, so she's also announcing that she also recently announced she's retiring. But, but still, for her to say that, I, that, that, that takes a lot. And so you listen when people that tend to be hawkish like that and they make what's called a dovish comment, one toward maybe not easing but not going too much tighter. Um, yeah, that's, that's very telling. Question is going to be: Will they? You know, does she carry any weight as far as that opinion is concerned, and will they listen to her at all? She does, but the fact that she's retiring, kind of, she's. A, I believe Esther George is a voting member this year of the, the federal of the market committee that sets policy, sets rates. Um, but yeah, she when, when she retires, it's kind of like it, it, it's a moot point. I mean, her voice will still be listened to, but it, it, I'd be shocked if they don't do seventy okay. three quarters of a basis point next week. So in light of all of that, we got a couple of minutes left before I let you go. In light of all of that, what do folks need to be looking at as far as, you know, if they're looking to invest and do some different things, what should they be doing to protect themselves? Yeah, you know, uh, I love good dividend-paying companies. Um, you know, just sort of basic industry stuff. Like, you know, I'll say this a million times, McDonald's. Um, you know, like, no matter what happens, people are still going to eat at McDonald's. And yeah. with the rate inflation's going there's a good chance that people may find it's cheaper to, to buy a meal at McDonald's than it is to go to other places, even in stores sometimes. Um, True. You know, other things I like a lot, drug companies like uh, Merck. I mean, people still need to get medicine. They need to use these things, even when times are tough. Um, those are the kinds of things, healthcare stocks, they are going to help you. And then, you know, another one I look at is, is utilities. I mean, we still need power. Even though power costs are going up, people yeah. are still going to use those things. True. So, you know, they're, they're boring companies, but they reward you by paying you for all the Mm-hmm. No, that, that makes total sense. All right, how do they find you? What's the best way to do all that? Sure. Stansberryinvestor.com. Um, come check out our free stuff. Come check out our paid stuff. We're there to help you with that. Scott, appreciate it very much, as always. We'll talk to you next week, sir. Hey, John, thanks for your time. You bet. Have a great night. And again, I always want to thank Scott because where he's at, it's almost now 8 o'clock, and uh, he's, taking t- he's got young kids, and he's taking time out of his family, and I appreciate him being with us on uh, on the Thursdays, either Wednesdays or Thursdays each week like he does. Flesh and Beck is up next. Kevin Flesh, we'd love to help you with whatever legal question you have. Some of you even have you know business concerns or different things you need to do business-wise. Kevin can help you with all of that as well. It's not just the you know representation if there's an accident. Uh, you know, he can help you with whatever you have going on. 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. 
Denver IT Security. We talked to John earlier in the 4 o'clock hour, and he would love to help your business, not just with the cybersecurity end of things, but anything IT-related. He's there for you. 720-593-6688. It's denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ. You want to secure your business from cyber threats, but you don't want to make things more complicated for your employees. Memorizing more passwords, connecting to VPNs, learning new software, and disrupting their normal workflows, all of these can reduce your employees' productivity. Regain efficiency and enable your staff to do their work securely. The team at Denver ID Security can increase your business's security and improve employee productivity at the same time. Using the latest technologies, employees can connect securely from anywhere, planes, hotels, coffee shops, or home without effort. Passwords that don't need to be remembered. Connections that automatically secure themselves and safer browsing will enable employees to focus on their job, not technology. To learn more about how your business can run more securely and efficiently, contact John Kanata at denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ to schedule a free initial consultation. That's denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ. Solar Energy Partners, Alan Davis is who you talk to, and he will see you know how it would work for your home, how much money you would save, and whether that's even a worthwhile endeavor or not. In most cases, it will be. You'll get enough money back even when it comes to the installation side of the fence to make it definitely worth your while, and you'll save money after that as well. So it's about $1,000 a year savings on average. Talk to Alan today, 303-378-7537. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest in solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Allen only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power now. Make your investment today by contacting Allen. Call 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. Golden Eagle Financial, talk to Al today, uh, our financial advisor. He would love to help you not only get to retirement, but stay there. And he's got lots of other money-saving tips that you can use along the way as well. KLZRadio.com, 303-744-1128. Golden Eagle Financial will help you determine what will work best when creating a retirement strategy. Your retirement plan with Al Smith will consider possibilities that could threaten your nest egg. He helps you create a plan that allows for emergencies like death, illness, or adult children needing help to ensure the stability of your plan. Al will work with you to create a retirement strategy that withstands an urgent situation yet also aligns with your financial needs. With asset management from Al, You'll feel confident about the strength of your plan despite the possible contingencies. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will help you manage your financial assets with a well-rounded approach. Life happens. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or go to klzradio.com money. 
That's klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC registered advisor. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, getting things wrapped up on this great Thursday afternoon. Appreciate all of you listening to us each and every day as well. Don't forget, tomorrow we will do movie reviews. We've got... Uh, Andy with two new movies this week. It's See How They Run and The Woman King. By the way, I have no idea what each one of these movies are are about. I'll have to look tonight to see because honestly, I, I do not know. Then during movie rental hour, you might think about this ahead of time and text us with your your uh, answer. Movies with strong women. Okay, so movies with strong women. That's going to be our movie rental hour. That one, I'll have to really go through. And think about, although there's plenty of them out there. So one thing I wanted to get to today that I didn't get a chance to, actually I was trying to get to this yesterday and I just get, didn't get a chance to get to it. And that is that in Florida, they have passed a no sales tax, I guess they call it a tool, tool time, no sales tax. And what they're doing there is, and, and they're getting a lot of criticism, by the way, from folks that are already in certain blue collar industries, which... By the way, I hate the name Blue Collar, and I hate the fact that some of these people are being critical. You've got to start someplace. So what they've done there is no sales tax for toolboxes for vehicles under $300, power tools under $300, work boots under $175, LED flashlights under $50, and handheld power tools under $150. So no sales tax. Now, I know that's not huge, but, you know, that saves depending upon where they're at and what county they're in and so on. You know, it, it may save them a, a decent amount of money. It's, it, you know, here's the point. Anything to help somebody new coming into the trades is a help. And I'm bothered by the fact that there's some that are in the trades that are critical of where do you find a pair of work boots under 175? Well, you've been in the industry for a long time. You're going to buy the most expensive. The apprentice, the person getting into it, doesn't need to. So remember that if you're some of those guys in Florida complaining. We'll be back tomorrow, though. Don't forget, movie hour and movie rental hour as well. Have a great night. If you missed the first hour, catch it next. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.